and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. My name is Craig Booker. The title of this episode is Embracing Concern, Rejecting Worry. The material in this episode is inspired by Winning the War on Worry by Louis Giglio. Note, I will talk a lot about mental health, but please note this is not a substitute for therapy or mental health care. I am not a counselor or physician. If you need help with mental health challenges, please find a qualified mental health professional. The title of this episode is Embracing Concern, Rejecting Worry. All right, so last episode, we talked about the anatomy of worry. We were talking about the five major themes of worry. In this episode, we are talking about, like, how do we plan and and steward our time and resources without kind of falling into the trap of worry? So in this section or this chapter, Louis opens by telling a story about about his wife, Shelly. And so uh, he starts off telling this story about how Shelly, his wife, is what he calls an A to Z or A to Z uh, person, uh, while he is an A to B type personality. And so what that means is, is she is really good with all of the details from the very beginning to the very end. You know, if if they have a project that they're working on in his ministry, you know, she's really good at starting it, going through all the details and and making sure everything's accomplished from beginning to end, where he is the type that has is gifted with being able to have a vision for something and maybe getting started or maybe getting a little past getting started. But then he is on to thinking about new visions and new things to accomplish. And so he goes about telling about his wife and how he loves his wife very dearly and appreciates all that she's done for him and blessed him. Uh, but also how, you know, she is just a different personality type than him. Um, and then he kind of transitions to talking about how both personality types there, uh, the person that has, you know, very high level view, um, that's a big vision person and how a person that deals with all the details, how they're all susceptible to worry. And so he starts out talking, he says, he says, we learned in the previous chapter about the anatomy of worry and how the different themes of worry are connected to the same thread of control. And while we determine that our ability to control our lives is an illusion, we still need to address the question of how we can reject control and fear while still accounting for planning, preparation, and concern. He goes on to say, God calls you to steward what you have in your hands. He gives you decision-making authority over what he has entrusted to you. In Matthew 25, Jesus tells the parable about a master who goes away for an extended period of time. And the master entrusts a considerable amount of money to his three servants. And most of you probably, if you're familiar with the story, it is, you know, talking about the talents, the story of the talents. And uh, that's what this story is. And so the first servant, he gives five talents. Uh, and this is the equivalent of about 100 years worth of wages. So it's a lot of money. So a lot of people, when they see the number five, as in five talents, they're like, that's not very much, but it's actually translates to a lot of money. So the first servant, he gave five talents. And then the second servant, he gives two. 
which is still a lot of money. Uh, and then the third, he gives one talent. And so, you know, you have these three servants he talks about, and he talks about what each of the ser- servants did with the money and the return that they brought with that money. Um, and how the third servant, you know, knowing how demanding and uh, the master was he basically hid his money in the ground uh to ensure that he was able to return the same money to his master uh and uh the master was very um disappointed in him you know basically he should have put this money at least in the bank and earned some interest but because of his fear he didn't and you know the others the other two were able to bring a return for the money that the master gave them. And uh, Louis goes on to say that the master gave talents, the money, according to their ability. And so that's a, a key point in, in this story. And we'll we'll get into that a little bit in the future. Uh, then he goes on to talk about learning to plan without practicing worry. Because I think that's all, where a lot of us start out with is we have concern about whatever it is that is on our mind and we think that it's logical for us to be prepared uh to be good stewards of our resources and so this is the starting point for a lot of us is a a good place and so he talks about defining some of these terms and he talks about planning and he says planning is a constructive and tangible process where steps and actions are linked together for future outcomes. Uh, Louis goes on to say, while planning, uh, while planning, contingencies are always in place for unexpe- unexpected events or delays, but these contingency plans do not impede our ability to move towards to move towards the next step with confidence he says in other words planning is about leveraging your gifts and resources around what is in your hand at this moment and moving it forward step by step he says if planning is a constructive and tangible process worry is the projection of an endless stirring of what-if scenarios that absorbs all present effort uh, and he says, uh, what you could or absorb all present effort, what you could be doing with what is currently in your hands. This string of what ifs it, of what ifs often brings fear and paralysis that keeps us from our next steps. Uh, uh, he goes on to say, planning focuses on the present and on what is in your hands while occasionally looking ahead to factor in it, to factor in what is to come. Worry fixates on the future while occasionally circling back to, he put in quotes, work on what is currently in front of you. All right, so it says that, uh, it's talking about the third servant. He says the third servant in the story of the talents got paralyzed by the what ifs. Uh, and he lists off, lists off a bunch, like, what if I lose the money? What if I'm not capable? What if the other servants out earn me? What if I get sick or injured? 
what if something big happens to all the livestock in my town and I'm caught up in financial ruin? What if I fail? What if I lose my job, my family, my home? So this third servant had all of these questions running through his mind. All right, so Louis says, scripture actually says he was afraid, uh, according to Matthew 25, 25. Uh, isn't it interesting that the result to getting caught in the web of what ifs is fear? Remember how I mentioned that worry is rooted in fear. In this parable, we see Jesus showing us that connection. So it says, while the first two servants were, were concerned and practiced good planning, this servant got stuck in a stream of worry. And once he got stuck into the stream, he eventually got stuck into the whirlpool of self-doubt. Boy, have, have you ever been there? I've been there. Like It's kind of like you kind of go down a rabbit hole and then you can't get out. Like we've covered earlier, every so often when you're building a plan, you need to look ahead but you can't live there. You can't fixate so much on the ideas of tomorrow that you cease living in the realities of today. So I, I wanna add a little bit there because I think I've mentioned before that, you know, part of my struggle has been that I always try to be prepared for situations. That's part of my personality. It's not, you know, necessarily just part of anxiety. That's how I am as I try to be prepared. Uh, but you know, when I'm anxious, when I'm fearful, I tend to go a little bit overboard, especially when we're, you know, maybe my family's going on vacation. I feel like I have to over prepare to compensate for a bunch of what if scenarios. And some of that is logical. So some of that is good. You want to be prepared for your vacation and not have to buy things when you're there because it costs you more money if you can adequately pack them for your travel. But what I would tend to do was spend more time trying to prepare than actually living. And so that's what this point is really, I think, hitting on here is when we fixate so much on the ideas of tomorrow that you cease living in the realities of today. So there's just this tipping point of, of being adequately prepared versus going overboard, where it's kind of ruining and running your life. And there's, he's talking about this study. He says, according to psycho psychology today, in a small study done at Penn State University, scientists and doctors set out to expose a group of volunteers to as many possible stress points as was feasible in a 10-day window. Then they observed if they observed if those stress points or what ifs actually came to pass. It says after 30 days of observation, the team conducting the study notes that 91% of worries did not materialize. It says yes, 91%. Big exclamation point question mark. All right, it says what what's most important is what is in our hands right now what we are tangibly carrying. And I think that's a good statement to help ground us when we're struggling with fear, anxiety, being prepared, uh, is what we are carrying in our hands today, like right now. And it goes on to talk about practical steps to plan well. It says, how can you plan without tipping over into worry? 
here are a few steps. And he goes into these in the book. He goes into quite a bit more detail than this, but I'm just going to give a high level view uh, because I think these really capture the essence of it. He says, do what is in your hands to do today. And he references Colossians 3.23. Second, he says, don't pick up any not yet realized challenges until necessary. Matthew 6.34. Third, recognize that the master is returning and stay prepared. Luke 12, it says 42 through 42, but I must have a typo there. He goes on to say, planning well and steering clear from your worry means that we embrace the mentality of I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. You know, if you're anything like me, uh, like when your mind is kind of racing and circling around trying to be prepared for something, uh, you're thinking about all these different scenarios and this mentality of I'll cross the bridge when I get there, I think is meant to really free you up of, you know, there's nothing substantial or beneficial for for me to do today about this issue that I'll, I'll deal with it when it comes to me. You know, I'll cross the bridge when it get when I get there. He asked the question. Um, what if what's in my hands is too much for me to carry? And I think this is a really legitimate concern because a lot of times we feel very overwhelmed. I I think there's this large debate of God will not give you more than you can you can bear. And, you know, there's scripture around that. You know, there's also this idea of bringing God into our worry. And that's actually another chapter is bringing God into our worry. I think it's the next chapter. So. He goes into detail about it, and he says, in Matthew 25, 15, Jesus said, to one he gave five, two, I guess that's right, to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. Uh, That was the NKJV. So remember I said earlier that we'd come back to this, uh, this idea. And earlier I said... In the story that he gave, speaking of the master, he gave talents according to their ability. Here we're circling back to that. And uh, he, he's quoting scripture in Matthew 25, 15 about he gave according to their own ability. And he says, God puts things into your hands according to your ability and his power to work in and through you. If he if he's entrusted it to you, you can carry it. Now, my addition to that is you may have to depend on him to carry it, but you can still carry it. It may be too much without you, your dependence on him, uh, but that should tell us something is we're not meant to carry something without him, without depending on him. All right, so we have discussion. What has God placed in your hands today? Take some time to thank God for what he has graciously graciously given to you. Two, identify a time in your life when your planning turned into worry. Looking back, was there a tipping point you can recognize now? Third, it says read James 4, 13 through 17. How can you cultivate a spirit of if it is the Lord's will? If you were to stop overthinking your plans, what would that free you up to do more of today? 
That's all for this episode. If you would like to receive updates about future episodes of Overflow, head over to overflow.community slash subscribe. Remember, no one should face anxiety or depression alone. Join a growing community learning about brain health and following Jesus. For more information, head over to overflow.community slash connect.